Imagine you were opening the mail one evening and notice that one of the envelopes is glowing. Very curiously, you grab that envelope and begin tearing it open to discover a beautiful invitation with very limited wording. It simply reads, You are cordially invited to a rendezvous with me. Signed, God. Well, in this week's Parsha, that basically is happening. God introduces us to the Moadim. Moed, or Moadim, usually translated as festival or festivals. Well, here's a little secret. We've had that word Moed before, actually quite a bit, and it never meant festivals. The Ohel Moed, another term for the Mishkan for the place of our meeting with God, the Ohel Moed, the tent of meeting, was exactly that, a place of our Moed, of our meeting up with God. And apparently, with the Ohel Moed is in space, our Moadim are in time. What that temple was to us in terms of a location for a rendezvous with God, the festivals are in terms of a time of rendezvous with God. And each of the holidays, with their unique messages, are a particular type of a rendezvous point between ourselves and God. Particularly the upcoming rendezvous point of Shavuos has an element of intrigue that maybe can help us understand a little bit about all of these special Moadim. For if we would stop and ponder Shavuos, try to draw an imagery of Shavuos, to whatever degree we have any familiarity with the holiday of Shavuos or Shavuot, most of us are probably thinking about something to do with Torah, or perhaps cheesecake, but as far as the primary nature, probably Torah, in terms of the Torah study that is often done that night, the reading of the Ten Commandments in the shul in the synagogue, matching the fact that we heard the Ten Commandments that day at Sinai. The whole focus of the holiday in our liturgy is on the Zman Matan Torah Senu, the time that we were gifted the Torah. And it's intriguing then that if we look in our Parsha, the holiday of Shavuos is highlighted among the Moadim. It's described, it's talked about with no reference to Torah, at least no vivid reference to the fact that the holiday is celebrating the Torah. And it's not just an hour Parsha. If you look at any reference point, when Shavuos is discussed in Pinchas later on, later on in, in Re'eh, anytime there's mention of the holidays, and Shavuos is noted, what is clearly missing, or at least well hidden behind the scenes, is the fact that Shavuos is celebrating the receiving of the Torah. Now, there are multiple approaches in how to deal with this. I'll quickly share one that's not my focus for today, but it's so significant that I just feel like I'm compelled to share this. Torah, as a text, the five books of Moses, the 24 books of Tanakh, all of the written Torah, has no direct reference to the fact that Shavuos celebrates Torah. It is purely in the oral tradition, and of course through our calculating of the dates from our exit of Egypt till our standing at Sinai, but it's primarily expanded upon and described and addressed in the oral tradition, the Torah Shabalpeh. There, there is much discussion of the interplay between Shavuos and Torah. The written Torah 
has no mention of any day to celebrate Torah, because if we are to accept the written Torah alone, then as far as God is concerned, there is nothing to celebrate. If we are accepting the written Torah and rejecting the traditions dating back to Moses, rejecting the systems by which the High Court reveals to us the deeper messages of the Torah, if we are simply accepting the text of the written Torah and nothing more, then God says, there's no day to celebrate such a Torah. There's nothing to celebrate. But, if we recognize the fact that as great as the and as broad as the text of the written Torah, there is far more text, far more depth, far more to gain through the attachment of the written to the oral and the messages of the oral. If we have accepted that oral Torah, then we have what to celebrate. An interesting message, an important message, but not the theme I want to focus on. What I want to focus on is an idea expressed by the Klayakar in his commentary to our Parsha. And he addresses something that may be of particular um, resonance with anybody who possibly forgot Mother's Day. This past Sunday, at least for those of you on on these shores, uh, was typically uh, recognized as Mother's Day. And if you can imagine, somebody who woke up Monday morning realizing, oh no, I'm in trouble. Totally forgot, blew it. No car, no acknowledgement, no recognition that the previous day was Mother's Day. And he tries to call his mom to kind of uh, assuage this situation, and the first five or six times she's declining the call, and eventually she answers with a huff, and yes, you still know I exist. He says, Mom, of course, everything okay? And she goes, um, do you know what yesterday was? And he says, um, yesterday, yesterday, oh, huh, yeah, for like, for those mothers who only deserve one day a year, that was Mother's Day, but Mom... You're, you're too big, you're too special for just one day a year. For you, every day is Mother's Day. Well, don't try that one unless you're planning on sending a bouquet every day. But what the Kaliyaka tells us is that the Torah wanted to prevent our falling into the dangerous trap of allowing ourselves the very mistaken, corrupted luxury of assigning one day as Torah Day, and that's it. One day to focus on Torah. I'll, I'm going to wait my study. I'll, I'll wait to dedicate my time to study till Shuas. Shuas is when I'm going to put my attention to Torah, and forget about the critical fact that there can be no day that is not Torah day. So the Torah hides the the the, the scope, the focus of Shuas on Torah, masks that aspect so that it not be so primary and so glaring as to allow ourselves to miss the point of the fact that that's one day that influences all others, but it is not the exclusive Torah day. With that in mind, perhaps one could suggest that the whole concept of the Moadim, both the Ohel Moed, the location that is the special rendezvous point, and the times in the calendar that are those special rendezvous times, really sheds a message on far more than those unique times and places. Because if we can connect intensely with God in any one place, then we can connect with God to some degree in every other place. 
If we have enough of a relationship, we matter enough to God that He's wanting that rendezvous in an intense manner in certain specific times, then we're important enough to be able to rendezvous with God to some degree in every time. And that message from the Moe, that yes, there'll be those special opportunities for a very intense, very elevated, very profound, long-lasting connection and the effects of each holiday, but can inspire us to recognize what we can do with every day. And as we look forward to the upcoming Super Torah Day of Shuas, let's keep in mind that every day is a Torah day. And as we look forward to each Moed, each rendezvous opportunity, if we can keep in mind that, hey, those are the super rendezvous points in space and time, but we have the opportunity to rendezvous with God regularly in every place and time, then I believe we can take a tactless take-home message that we're going to have those constant triggers, the constant reminders that we have that invitation. We'll have that glowing invitation every time we think about Yom Tov and Rosh Hashanah and, in a certain sense, Shabbos, of course, as well. And each time we think, we have those triggers of holiday, festival, connection. Let's simply think rendezvous. Let's think we have an invitation to rendezvous with God. I think that if we are triggering that, that recognition inside ourselves that I'm being invited to rendezvous with God, I think that will certainly help each of us achieve our tachlis. rendezvous with God personality.